Welcome to The Magic Spark. I'm your host and personal wellness witch, Tandy Gutierrez. This podcast is for the open-hearted magic makers seeking to cultivate consistent self-evolution, or as I like to call it, self-revolution. It aims to be a home base for continually stumbling upon things that ignite the healing spark in you, be that practical or magical. Now, let's see what that spark is for you in today's episode. Hello, my magic makers. You're listening to episode 15. Happy autumnal equinox in the Northern Hemisphere and welcome to Libra season. It's time for glamour magic, shadow work, and messaging from the other side. I mean, when is it not time for those though? (laughs) Today, we've got your fall tarot forecast, a dive into Libra energies, and you know the deal, whatever else wants to be heard in this episode. As an intuitive psychic and channel, I am merely a conduit for the messaging. I'm just as much in witness to the messaging coming through as you are. I cannot wait to see what the beginning of witchy season brings us. Our tarot reading will be towards the end of this episode, so hang in there for that. And a witchy PSA. This is an episode to potentially take notes on. It's an energetic overview with guidance for the next four months. September 22nd through December 21st. It's also an episode you may want to revisit each month in this season. Listening multiple times is so empowering and helpful as you discover how these channeled messages actually play out in your particular life. It helps our energies sink and aids in our ability to synthesize and utilize these readings as coaching or mentoring rather than them just being more noise in your life. I suggest listening again mid-October, November, and December. You might even mark your calendars for between the 12th and the 15th each month. And yes, the longer you lean into these readings over time, the longer our energies soup together and the more potent the readings get for you individually. Hey, magic. Just ask any of my members over at unicornwellnessstudio.com. We're a community membership that sticks, and most of our members have been with me for the greater portion of the last nine years. What? So much foundational support and energy synchronicity. Their experiences will tell you, I actually make more sense the longer you stick around. (laughs) These forecasts are meant to offer insight, clarity, and support on how to move through each season's particular energies at play, to harness, balance, and heal, to no longer be capsized, surprised, stuck, or left behind. There's no way out but through in this lifetime, so let's expand, learn, heal, empower, and create as much beauty and unconditional love as possible. So let's begin. The autumnal equinox takes place Thursday, September 22nd in the Northern Hemisphere. An equinox happens two times a year, at which the sun crosses the celestial equator, when day and night are approximately equal length. Here in the Northern Hemisphere, we welcome fall and in the Southern, spring. 
For those listening, not in the Northern Hemisphere, the seasons may be different, but the energies of the astrology, the zodiac, and channel guidance are the same. So as always, take what resonates with you, leave the rest. There are always magic sparks here for everyone. And if you're connected to my content on Instagram or in Magical Mentoring or my newsletter, you know that September through December 22nd this year, December 2022. Wow. Interesting. What's happening on December 22nd? Because that just came through really loud. Okay. Let's try that again. (laughs) If you're connected with my content on IG, Magical Mentoring, or in the newsletter, We know that September through December this year now is a major magical time of shadow work, healing, alchemization. This is about burning off impurities. It's an incredibly thin veil so that we can receive, hear, and integrate messages from the unseen ancestors, goddesses, benevolent energies, mythological creatures, our guides, guardian angels, and higher selves. We cruise towards Sawain. And Dia de los Muertos, we're finishing up our lessons of the card of the year, the lovers. It's all about communication and collaboration this year. And this period of time is foundational preparation, also known as healing, in order to receive manifestations like never before in 2023. This is not a typical period of time. This is not just a let's pass some time, check off the days on the calendar. It's really important and transformational. I try not to be fatalist. The goal is not to scare anyone off of healing, personal revolution work and magic. And there are clearly different times for hustle, healing, flow, or receiving. This is a healing hustle time, not particularly a work hustle time. If we're willing to do the internal healing, emotional, energetic work in this period of time, September through December, we will receive in 2023. Do not miss this. I don't want you to miss this. I want you to have all the blessings and rewards that already belong to your divine soul in this lifetime. Source, the universe does not want you to miss this. Every piece of work and content that's flowing through me that I'm putting out in all places and spaces are offered in hopes of supporting the highest expression of your soul in this lifetime, particularly now. But be clear, healing doesn't tend to be easy or comfortable, and it's not for everyone. And when we enter this shadow phase, we will meet and greet anger, frustration, mourning, grief, and loss. Tis the season, tis the cycle, tis the work. We're in dark goddess territory now. Keep getting to know Lilith. She remains loud and leads this community to greater liberation. If you missed bonus episode number one with Jeff Henshaw of Cosmic Cousins or bonus episode number two with Adam Assese of Black Moon Lilith Astrology, go back, take a listen. Plus, mark your calendars for the end of October when we'll have another bonus episode taking us to 
another level of Lilith energies with goddess code astrologer, my friend, my personal astrologer, Christina Wingeyer. 2022 is a magic spark year. I can't say that too many times. It's time to get weird and woo with our steps forward and not think that we know better than the universe. It's all about co-creatorship. Collaboration is the name of the game between humanity and divinity right now. This is about the collaboration with all the forgotten aspects of yourself, the deeply magical and the deeply sparkly, woo, cosmic, amorphous, liminal places. Trusting the unseen is always in occult fashion, but this season, it extra, because Libra, glamour magic, beauty. Lean in. Give a little snuggle to your shadows, honey up to the dark goddesses, and swim in the emos and energy of the unseen. Light that candle. Chant that mantra. Paint those nails black and give offerings to the goddesses. Worship yourself. Also, keep using the two mantras that came through this summer. The first one, I invoke my good karma now. The second one, I no longer lie to myself. Use them now through 2023. And that may be January or April, depending on whether you prescribe to the Gregorian or the astrological new year. That is up to you. Now let's talk Libra basics. The autumnal equinox occurs when the sun enters Libra, the seventh sign of the Zodiac chart. Libra is the scales of justice in the chart, the only inanimate object on the wheel. Just going to leave that out there. <laughs> An air sign ruled by Venus and represented by the justice card in the tarot. This energy is all about balance, relationships, partnerships, communication. It's also about beauty, glamour, soft romanticism, being seen and being adorned. The question we will be asking in this season is, is that fair? The follow-up question is, and if so, fair to who? Whom? Which one is it? <laughs> is it fair to one or to all? Is it fair to me or to them? Libra's mantra is, I balance. One side of the Libra scales we have, on, on one side we have, right? What we all think about is as liberty, as balance, as fairness, equality for all. This is the equality for all, civil liberties. All the fairness, food, water, shelter, being heard, having equal opportunities. But the part that we seem to forget or that we're being called each Libra season to remember is that on the other side of the scales of balance is sensual pleasures, love, sex, glamour, fashion, beauty, art. It can seem very surface, but the presentation that is pleasing, that feels good, actually does benefit and support 
fairness, civil liberties, equality for all. Libra offers us balance, communication, mediation, with a heavy dose of beauty and a very diplomatic and graceful quality to make our way constructively through very difficult things. There is an art to communicating in words when it comes to Libra. How can I state things in order for the other to understand? For us to solve for the collective rather than to win or be right for the individual. Libra is this delicate, unique synthesis and sewing between our very physical 3D human nature and the web and the tapestry we weave as a collective. So it really can offer us constructive ways through very difficult things like never before. If the energy is grounded, if not, be on the lookout in Libra season for avoiding confrontation, giving up power left and right in order to do so, and self-pitying grandiosity with a massive side of false eyelash batting and nude lip gloss. Libra can easily slide into dream, whimsy, overly romantic codependency. Think of the activism-fatigued non-for-profit advocates that are just depleted. They're not advocating for themselves. So is there really justice for anyone in that? Libra can also, in imbalance, really be hiding from any decision-making because they so desperately want to be fair but this is a version of perfectionism. Nothing is ever perfect and things are rarely completely fair. And even though Libra can help generate balance, Libra energy will often, very often stutter and struggle to make personal choices and decisions. They'll come off as very flaky and being paralyzed by making a decision when really what they're scared of is making a wrong decision. They often choose to do nothing <laughs> instead of choose to potentially be unfair or wrong. So if you leaned into Virgo season, you see how Libra and Virgo, they friends for sure. Neighbors on the Zodiac wheel, they share some commonalities of being super intelligent, knowing nothing can be perfect. And sometimes getting caught in procrastination or being stuck in freeze mode futility of doing nothing because it can't be perfect or fair in this 3D human mess. Nothing will ever be perfect. We do simply have to aim for better because as my members over at unicornwellnessstudio.com know, better is better. Small incremental change and shift truly does move us towards the greater good and better goals. Libra must remember to make decisions, take action, be brave to step out and use their voice, and be independent and be seen in all the glorious, sumptuous, human glamour. 
Libra must cultivate self-love and personal balance to then be the ripple for the outer world to be able to stand out front in mediation and advocacy of and for others. Libra must learn to walk their talk. For those keeping up on Instagram, this is our connection to this extended Mars season with this long Mars retrograde in Gemini. So you may feel this exaggeration test of integrity throughout Libra season. People calling you out or you just feeling like you need to step more into, I believe this, I think this, therefore now I'm going to do this. Libra is an air sign. It's excellent with clever ideas and words, but needs a heaping spoonful of grounding on the daily and honestly, y'all, maybe twice a day <laughs> to get those ideas, words, mediations, and solutions to take root in the physical plane. This is a time in Libra season of either copious abundance and manifestation based on walking your talk for extended periods of time, pulling in the resources for the harvest, or of being challenged with your powerlessness tendencies. Libra wants you to use your voice for constructive change towards balance. And there's no more powerful place to do that than for yourself. Because all cathartic change, transformation, and healing begins within, within us. Libra wants you beautifully curated in your clothing, your makeup, if you choose, scents, jewelry, particularly necklaces and scarves. Libra is all about the glamour magic. Whatever makes you feel amazing in the presentation of your vessel, do it. Feeling sparkly in your human skin helps the delivery of your messages, of your work. Being ready for your close-up isn't just for Leo energy. And if you feel like you need a change in the style department, do it. Do not disregard the power of creative, authentic, visual representation of self and allow that to shift. And I already can feel the pushback and the feedback of, I would, but people are going to say something. What will other people say? Ooh, intrusive thought. That ain't magic. If you hear that internal, what will so-and-so say? What will people think? That is actually the little flag of self-revolution saying, go there now, do the thing. As my magical mentees know, or they come to know, we manifest and match by matching frequency, right? So we manifest by matching frequency with that which we want to attract. Wow, stumbling over words. <laughs> Thanks for being here this morning. So we, by generating our own joy, enthusiasm, play, and pleasure, can then match frequency with abundance, the things we love, the things we want, the things we desire. So the sassier you feel about yourself, your vessel, your hair, the more comfortable you are in your skin, the more of a partnership you have with how it moves and when you move it and how you take care of it. The higher those frequencies are, the more capable you are of actually manifesting and securing it and keeping it. 
Remember, there's no right way to be a witch. And there's no proper aesthetic as a witch either. It's always about authenticity, allowing yourself to shift, change, evolve in all the ways we are in this 3D incarnation, body, mind, and soul. We know we're so much more than a physical vessel, but also remember this physical vessel can be one really fun and a great pleasure point, as well as a creative endeavor. It truly can be your greatest work of art. We are our literal life by design. So as much as we anchor into the physical movement wellness portion on unicornwellnessstudio.com, It's good to remember that fashion and glamour, however that expresses through you, beauty, whatever that means to you, can be empowering, fun, creative, and healing. It's important to remember that Libra is an air sign and as lovely and sweet of a romantic, balanced breeze, little picnic on the hillside as Libra can be. It can just as quickly get whipped up into a tornado, disrupting all the balance in its path when ungrounded. It's hyper important in this season to get on the mat for your grounding, to get in connection with your body and with your vessel. However you choose that clearly is up to you, but it's really important. Libra rules the kidneys. Okay, and so the kidneys are all about balancing fluids and electrolytes. So here we go with balance, right? It's time to live in hydration nation in Libra season. Drink half of your body weight in ounces of water a day to get hydrated. Most humans are totally dehydrated and we don't even know it. But you'll also need the proper balance of electrolytes in order to absorb the water for the body to register hydration, okay? So like guzzling and drowning your body in water alone does not equal hydration. Easy way to do that is to add a teaspoon of pink salt, Himalayan pink salt, to one portion of your water a daily, okay? So again, most people are dehydrated and they don't know it. This adds to all kinds of body imbalances and dis-ease, disorder, and just generally feeling unwell and fatigued. We do not realize how getting hydrated affects our energy levels constructively. So if you find yourself getting tired and you're reaching for caffeine, pause. I love caffeine, but aim for water first (laughs) because if you're aiming for caffeine, it's going to dehydrate you even more. Um, So just work with that balance, see where things are at. Um, It could take three to four days to get yourself initially hydrated to feel the benefit of the hydration and the energy influx. After the three to four days, it's maintenance. When we walk and talk about Libra in relation to self-care um, in wellness, in my online studio, unicornwellnessstudio.com, we're going to be working with releasing people-pleasing, healing the wound of worthiness, and remembering to advocate for ourselves just as much as others. So this looks like healing the wound of martyrdom. The kidneys energetically represent a place of giving as well. So those who are practitioners, teachers, caregivers, when we experience these low back pains, it's often 
our kidney signaling a depletion of overgiving. I can see the little lights going off in your head now. <laughs> okay. Um, if you suffer from chronic UTIs, um, know that this has a relationship to things we're pissed off about and that we're not addressing or working with on the map in unicorn wellness studio and Libra season. It's still a time of classical Pilates patterns because they always aim at balance of all the body, all muscle parts, equal strength with equal flexibility. So you'll see the classical Pilates patterns on the mat, and they also get layered with additional low back, hamstring, glute strength, and balance challenges in this season to physically address the energetics at play overall for Libra. In Libra season, it's all about balance and grounding. How many times can I say that? Repetition breeds proficiency. Keep your movement practice consistent. And remember that consistency is just that. It's whatever you can do in repetition over time. It does not have to be every day. I don't preach to an all or nothing attitude and we don't do perfectionism around here. Consistency is two days a week on the mat. Consistency is way more beneficial than the feast or famine, the surge, and the burnout. In this season, eat more green and purple veggies. This is going to help with the grounding. Drink more organic herbal tea, particularly lavender and rose. Wear necklaces, malas, scarves. This is a true glamour magic to protect, amplify, and utilize not only our heart chakra, but our voice. And wearing these things with intention and sacred ritual, the adornment of this space is so powerful to align the heart and throat as well. Okay. The colors of this season tend to be uh, a lavender and a light pink. And traditionally, light blue is also thrown in there. So whatever resonance of those colors can help you in this season as well. Be diligent with unlearning self-pity victimization versus venting, identifying and taking personal responsibility and taking the places where we feel unseen and undervalued and transmuting and transforming them into places where we can show up and speak up. So this is kind of that, you know, let's take accountability and how do we work with self-sabotage? Like, how do we heal it? One, we have to be aware of it. So awareness is number one. I am feeling like a victim here and maybe I am. And how can I empower myself in this space? Now, it doesn't always take place in the moment. And this is where true healing and progress and self-revolution really start to take place. Because we can often get perfectionist about our healing go, I didn't say anything in the moment. So I missed my opportunity to like empower myself or upright it. Remember, you can always go back. You can make a phone call. You can send a text. You can write an email, right? To readdress something in a constructive way to help reclaim or cultivate empowerment because you've had awareness. So sometimes you're like, ah, I didn't realize it until after the fact. We've all had those moments where we're like, if only my brain would have kicked in and I would have said that, it would have been this such amazing like movie montage, like monologue moment. But our life, unfortunately, 
is not a movie, <laughs> says the Leo rising, right? So we actually can make edits and we can have a do-over and we can retake that scene in certain ways. So this season calls for that. When you're aware of where those things take place, we were a victim. We felt like one. Someone navigated and poked on our triggers. How can we then create and move this situation and allow it to be a space to show up and to speak up in honor, in balance, in advocacy for ourselves? So remember, <laughs> to support balancing the energetic cycles in this season in deeper day-to-day -day practice ways, you can always become a member of my online wellness studio, unicornwellnessstudio.com. All right, my lovelies, we're going to take a tiny, hopefully non-intrusive pause to tell you about the app, Newsly. It's an all-in-one audio super app for iOS and Android. It picks up the most trending articles on the web on topics you choose at any given moment and reads them to you in a natural human voice. So you can listen and learn while you're brushing your teeth, cooking, or taking your daily mental health walk. I'm a major fan of audio formats. Hello, podcast host here. And this takes a fresh spin that truly innovates and creates efficiency and service around how we consume our online content of choice. For the first time ever, the entire web becomes listenable in one place. You can follow any topic as specific as you like from witchcraft, astrology, healing, business, science, or even RuPaul's Drag Race. Because if you can't love yourself, how the hell are you going to love someone else? Newsly will find you the latest articles and read them to you. Plus, they have podcasts and digital radio. You'll find me there. I started using it as my default podcast app a little while ago. Big fan, hence why I'm sharing it with you. Download and use Newsly for free, or if you're interested in their premium experience, use code capital M, capital S, lowercase p, lowercase a, for a one-month free premium subscription. You'll find it in the link below as well in the show notes. Thank you for listening. Now, back to our show. Let's move into our seasonal reading. This reading is good September 22nd through December 31st. So it's the longer of our readings because it's for the full season. I'm pulling five cards. One card for the theme of the season, one card for what to release in this season, one card for what to learn in this season, one card for the next big step for your highest and greatest good, and one card for the next step for your highest and greatest good. Because those things aren't always the same thing. All right, my loves. I am using the Nicoletta Ciccoli deck for our reading. 
as we move into these fall months in the northern hemisphere this deck always resonates a little extra loud in the spooky spooky shadow witchy woo season okay flying cards you hear that <laughs> of course this is what's falling out here we go um and as always i'm still trying to be better about this for you all um with these card layouts i will put them in the instagram feed like in my profile right and then the week this episode is published you'll find it in my stories as well as in the week after i know i don't always get it in the stories that week after i'm trying to be better y'all um but if you ever like hey i want to see that card layout and you just forgot you can dm me <laughs> like, i'll just send it to you how about that okay so here we go the theme for this season for the fall for us i mean come on y'all right out of the gate the one that fell that flipped out we have the magician um you really almost can't get witchier and wooier than this magic okay so in this deck the magician is represented by a female figure she has on a leopard print dress her head and arms are that of a human. She has cat ears and leopard legs and a tail. And she's holding this staff that has a mask of the cat face, of the leopard face, in front of her. And beside her, a little red bird in a cage. Okay. So the magician is number one in the major arcana but it is not the first card of the major arcana we have the zero set point of the fool and then we move into one the magician and the magician classically and traditionally says you can manifest anything you want in this lifetime in co-collaboration right in co-creator partnership with the unseen. So, I mean, hello, tis the season. It says you can do this. Magic is real. You're going to have to figure out in your life how to balance humanity and divinity. You're going to have to work with your suits is actually one of the things that the magician says. And so my magical mentees and, and my members tend to know and hear this a lot that like the magician is not just about, Hey, I'm going to cast a spell. I cast that one spell or I lit that one candle maybe that would be amazing but it's not typically how it works okay it says we do have to learn how to balance our suits in this lifetime because we're human we are here to human and live a life and we do have to functionally deal with work with move through the human things, food, water, shelter, <laughs> right? So when we talk about balancing our suits, there's a real easy technique that um, I teach and that we work with. So the suits, right? These are the cups. These are the wands. These are the pentacles or the coins. And these are the swords. And so you can sit with these, and there's an expanded version of this as well, and just go, how are my cups right now on a scale of zero to 10? Cups are emotions, love, our connection to spirit and source, right? So if you're like, yeah, 10, I feel so loved and loving and supported and everything feels magic and sparkly right now. Bless your soul. 
right? But you may feel like, eh, is that a three? I don't know. Like I have faith, but ah, oh, it's a little hard right now. It's okay. Don't overthink it. Don't take longer than 60 seconds for the number to pop into your head and just go with it. Do not analyze it. Okay. Then we move into wands, bravery, courageousness, enthusiasm, passion, manifestation, magic, and identity. Okay. Yeah. We're adding this one to the mix because it's getting louder this year. How is that going for you on a scale of zero to 10? Do the same thing for swords. How is, how are your intellect, your acumen, your thought process, your words, your thinking, and your subconscious programming? It's a lot, I know, but just try to nutshell it. And then the last one is pentacles, our resources, time, money, energy, body, mind, and soul. Now, if you want to do the expanded version of that, you're going to take notes and do a zero to 10 for all of those time, money, energy, body, mind, and soul. Because if we're trying to manifest and bring something into fruition in this tangible, grounded life experience, then you're going to have to work with all of those things right? Because pentacles are the resources and how they show up in this lifetime. So here's the caveat to checking in with your suits in order to kind of see and understand your capacity to match frequency in order to manifest like the magician says we can. Okay. So this is my teaching. You don't have to agree with it. You don't have to prescribe to it, but you're here. So you might as well try <laughs> see how it goes. If you have things from a five to a 10, just give blessings and gratitude for it. We all think in this culture that we're aiming for a 10 for everything to be awesome. Untrue when we're speaking of balance and magic and humanity versus divinity. We're actually aiming at a five because what if everything were like right down the middle and calm? That's a whole lot of balance because if you're looking at a teeter-totter with zero on one end and 10 on the other, then there's a great little triangle in the middle. And that triangle point would be really between what the four and the five, like right around five. So if your numbers are five to 10, check in with them, give gratitude or ask, is this blown out? Am I spending so much time spending so much energy or so much money on something that it has me blown out over here at a 10. But really, if I moved this thing back to a five, things that were to zero to four would start to level up also. I hope that gets heard. If you have things that are hovering at that zero to four, do check in with them to see what can I do to support them better, to move them more towards that five point. Because for manifestation and frequency match, we really need things to be at a five. So if everything was at a five, you you can manifest, you can magnetize, you can, you can resonate and it comes towards you rather than chasing you or trying to haul it towards you, okay? So our theme for Libra season is the magician which says, check your suits. How are you doing with balance? How's this humanity divinity thing going for you? Because you really can't cast a spell and hope to actually manifest unless the frequencies are a fit and things are in resonance. And we're aiming for around five to be a resonance, okay? The other thing for this theme is that in this deck, she's wearing, you know, this I say it's a leopard, could be a cheetah, but either way, these are cats in the jungle that can't hide, right? They don't blend in. This is a huge call to 
you don't blend in, you can't blend in because you were meant to stand out. Truly witch, witchy and magical souls, like the, the, we just don't blend in y'all. And the more we try, the more pain and the more sadness and the more depression and the more anxiety that gets heaped on us because we just don't, it's not a resonance fit. <laughs> so this is like, embrace all the weird woo ways that you do not fit in amplify them, expand them, explore them. So this actually, to me, says glamour magic really loud, right? Wear the splashy print, put the red lipstick on. There's a shade of red for everybody, y'all. Dye your hair, cut it all off, wear a wig, do something <laughs> that is festive and out there, right? That, that sense of like, what if I draw attention to myself? What if people are looking? Yes right? This is the horses and the unicorns story, right? You don't fit into the horse herd because you're a unicorn. This is something unique and magical and mythological. It ain't for everybody and it's not plain Jane. So Libra season, the magician, we're getting confirmation that what you want is for you in this lifetime. What your heart desires is desiring and seeking you. And yes, you can cultivate it, manifest it in this lifetime when you're leaning into the unseen, the magic, and practically practicing the balance of your suits. The little caveat here to the magician. Magician can also turn up as a trickster, right? And so the trickster sometimes I think is tricky. How do you know who the trickster is? This becomes the sleight of hand. It looks like magic, but really it's just a trick, a practice trick. Well, what's so loud to me in this reading and for this community and for this season is the mantra. I no longer lie to myself. And I hope you're working with that one because it is truly transformational to get into your subconscious programming, to have it start to alchemize and work your way through, because we can think of lying to ourselves as how are we deceiving ourselves? How are we being negative? How are we, you know, judging and like pretending? And, and this can actually exacerbate imposter syndrome or the wound of worthiness, right? That's not what this means. <laughs> I no longer lie to myself actually is this beautiful blessing that allows us to remember that we are divine, creative, imaginative, expansive, sparkly, wonderful, empowered, intelligent souls. We are magic in a skin suit. So stop lying to yourself thinking you're just this like crunchy, cranky, blood and you know, I don't know, bag of bones. It's like, <laughs> that's a lie. You're magical. You're mystical. You're a miracle. Literally, even from a scientific perspective, <laughs> you're even here. So when we start working with the, the mantra and it actually does get into our system, we start to realize, oh, my effort, my stepping forward, like, I deserve to take up that space because I'm a human gorgeous creature in this lifetime. I'm also this divine mystical celestial thing 
awesome, right? We're lying to ourselves when we think we're lesser than. It's a lie. It's a lie. Now it's taken generations and culture and layer upon layer of ancestral and familial wounding and trauma to convince us of this. But we can dismantle, relearn, unlearn, retemplate, heal. We can reprogram that and remember, right? We're sitting in all of these retrogrades. Like whenever this airs, I think we still have six planets in retrograde. This is the re time. So when we really start to dismantle the internal patriarchy and dismantle the internal colonialism and the internal misogyny that we all have and the internal toxicity, all of those things convince us that we're broken, we're unworthy, we're an imposter. Fuck that. It's a lie. <laughs> and I know recognizing, integrating, and believing the truth is so tricky, sticky, hard. I know it is. I'm still doing it. <laughs> it's hard some days. You're like, oh, human. I just did that. Now it's toxic. Mm. Guess what? It's all about the recovery. How, do, how are we going to recover from understanding and seeing where we have participated in the lies and how we don't want to anymore? Move forward. There is magic here. Okay. And we may not even need any more cards than the theme, right? Okay. Having a little tea. Here we go. In this season, what are we meant to release? Oh, I love this card in this deck. Okay. This is the Knight of Swords. I love this card because for so many reasons in this deck. Okay, so swords are about our intellect, human thought process, and words, right? Our subconscious programming. And the knight of swords is the knight you want on your side. They win. <laughs> they just win. It's like hands down, no matter what, okay? And, but the knight of swords is a little wily and there's definitely going to be casualties because they are just so focused on winning that it's like, I don't care who gets in my way. I'm going to win. Now, I do think there's some constructive pieces to that because you're not going to let the naysayers and the haters or the ancestral wounding, wounding or traumas get in your way. You are aiming to win and to heal and to get to the goal and to manifest. Hello, magician. Right? So there's a piece of this that says, just stop. Stop thinking about everybody else, Libra, right? I'm glad you care about them. We really are, but you cannot care about them more than you care about yourself. So if you're so worried about them, guess who's accomplishing nothing, right? Guess who's manifesting nothing? Guess who's healing nothing? Because you're so worried about everybody else. So there's a piece of like what to release here is release the idea that there aren't going to be any casualties in manifestation goal getting and healing. So this is pulling through what's been coming through a lot of you will be the villain in some people's story. That comes through a lot lately. That was a powerful one for me. You will be hands down the villain in some people's story. And this asks us to be able to step into that, to own that, to be okay with it 
Does it mean you're a villain or a bad person? No, absolutely not. It means that there's some sort of frequency match, some sort of path and understanding, journey and learning that just isn't matching up between you and the other person. That the other person is experiencing pain and judgment. And guess who that really speaks about? It's actually not totally about you. It's about them. That doesn't dis- absolve you of being human and potentially, you know, hurting other people. But we have to stop and go, I didn't maliciously mean to do that. I'm not aiming to do that. There may be something to apologize for or to mend, but it's also like, actually, I'm trying to take care of myself. I'm setting a boundary and I know it's uncomfortable for them, but I'm putting myself first right now. And very often when we do that, other people aren't going to like it. And the people who are the most upset about us setting boundaries are the ones who are benefiting from you having none. They bleed you dry. They're energetic vampires. They may not even know it. And that's okay too. Okay. So what's equally coming through in this card of what to release is, you know, the understanding of like, I will be the villain in someone's story, but I will also be the hero, the heroine in someone's story. Okay. It's also about releasing this idea of getting too caught up that you can be the hero in everybody's story. Everybody gonna like me. Everybody gonna love me. (laughs) I mean, my Leo son, my wound of worthiness, I know it well, right? Try to please everybody, be everybody's cup of sunshine. Mm -mm. You are not everybody's cup of, it's okay. Not supposed to be, right? Some people prefer tea and you are strong coffee. So we're being asked to release these paradigms of how we think of ourselves, how we let what other people are thinking of us overtake and starting to understand that, yeah, I'm going to be the villain sometimes and I'm going to be the hero sometimes. And I'm looking for a balance of those things. And who am I in my own story? Am I the hero in my personal story or am I my own villain? Ooh. Check in with that one. Okay. So we're being asked to release these concepts, right? This helps us unravel the wound of people pleasing, of unworthiness, of imposter syndrome. That it's okay to be both in all things, because guess what? We are all things. This has a call to Lilith. She is all the things. She is the mother of demons. She is blood and sex magic. She is the mother of all vampires, right? She is a partner to the devil. She's also a mother and a nurturer and a maiden. And yes, a matron and a caregiver and a creative. She is sexual and she is nourishing She is fierce and she is soft. She's all the things and so are you. So there's this aspect of releasing (laughs) in this card, okay? And this has so much to do with releasing past stories, past patterns, but really stories, like the narrative. When we tell our story, right? This is my history, this is where I'm born, this is where I'm from, this is what happened. 
in my family. We have to understand that we really need a light touch on it. We have to be able to know where we came from to tell our stories, but with a bit of distance to allow it to morph and to change for the next page, the next chapter, the next book in the series to be completely different if we so desire it to be. Okay. So in this card, again, a figure that identifies, it looks that they identify as female in a long blue flowing dress writing on paper. And there's just papers floating everywhere. And then there's paper airplanes flying. And off in the distance, there's a black unicorn. So here we have this repetition of you're not a horse. You're not meant to fit in. You are mystical. You are mythological. You are both human, mortal, and magical. Unicorns, hope, healing, and infinite potential. But they're really fascinating because they are mortal. They can die. They are hunted for their blood, the healing power of it, and their horns, the magic power of it. So they have to be careful who they present themselves to, and they only present themselves to the true of heart because they recognized they are hunted. Not everybody got benevolent intentions. Okay. So there's this aspect of writing new stories, writing your next chapter, releasing anything that has happened before the perceptions, the concepts of it, particularly around the people pleasing, being the villain, being the heroine in your own story. And then really, right? releasing, putting out there your uniqueness and understanding you're not for everybody. And this next chapter and next variation of you is probably not going to be for everybody. <laughs> That's okay. Like step into it, write it, create it. This calls to our life by design, right? Life by default is when we don't think about who we want to be at all or who we want to be next. Life by design is about leaning into what's the next evolution? What gets to happen next instead of staying the same? We should absolutely not be the same person we were a year ago, two years ago, five years ago. Now that don't mean you're inauthentic and you keep switching things up. It just means that we're we're here to evolve. So if you have been the same creature, and this can go back to glamour magic, if your hair has been the same, your clothes been the same for the last 15 years, you are due for a change. And the weirder and the wilder and the more side eye you get, like, whoo, the more fun it is, right? Try something different. When you feel different, when textures feel different on your body, you act different. Frequency is different. For any and all of those of you who have had long hair and then cut it all off, you know what I'm talking about. It's different. Does it mean better? No. But it shifts a perspective. And sometimes as humans, because we are so 3D, shifting the physical things we put on our bodies, the way we physically look, is very powerful. It's very magical. Especially when it's done with intention. Okay. What to learn in this cycle couple of kings over here king of cups man we're just it's it's literal around here so cups emotions love unconditional love flow 
creativity, our connection to the unseen, because what is creativity and what is it when we say we're in the flow? We're in divine energetics. We're not thinking, we're channeling. So every single one of you listening, just like you probably have heard, everyone is intuitive. That is true. Everyone can channel. That is also true. Because creative ideas that we get, ideas, we think we're so smart as humans. We don't really create all of our ideas. The best ones, the creative ones, the fun ones, the joyful ones, those are gifts from spirit, right? Trying to find a home, trying to get somebody to bring them into fruition in this lifetime. So when the King of Cups shows up in this deck, another, right, by visualization, female figure, female presenting figure with this long blue gown. And she's pulling this long gown through a ballroom and it's got a sea monster and a ship on it. And it just has all these connotations of this feeling that you're emotionally dragging everyone along. In this deck, this king of cups has a ton of connotation to how much emotional labor are you doing for others around you? Are you doing all of it? got that shit right this is about learning okay so the king of cups calls us to learn how to navigate our emotions better it always offers us a maturation and a glow up which is great because as humans particularly emotionally and i think for those listening to this who are called to listen to this podcast we're intuitives we're psychics we're sensitives we're empaths we have these huge hearts and when I say this, I'm talking about myself <laughs> because I got a Pisces moon that we can just be bleeding hearts and just feeling everybody's everything. And then we're sad and depressed and depleted and exhausted and frustrated and angry and alone. And like, it's like, well, stop that shit. At some point we have to go, actually, that's not my stuff. They didn't actually ask me to navigate or think or, or heal or mend this. That doesn't mean we're this goes back to the villain and, and the hero, right? doesn't mean we're a villain. Actually, this calls to some healthy boundaries. So we're being asked to learn to synthesize and be honest about our emotional labor. If we're angry all the time and frustrated, I'm hearing this as a call to you doing too much labor for everybody else. And then you're mad at them because they're not doing it for you. They don't need to do your emotional labor, just like you don't need to do theirs, okay? So this would call to better awareness about how we navigate our feelings, our emotions. Are we throwing our cup of emotions and soaking other people and asking them to do the work for us? Or are we drowning ourselves in our own emotions and others and then mad? Nobody's helping us mop it up. So this calls to practical boundaries, right? This calls to self-care. Do you have the bandwidth to, to hold space for somebody else's emotions? Do you have the bandwidth to hold space for your own? Okay. So there's a real call out here. Quit doing all the emotional labor, whether that's other people's or, or your own. And I know that we need to do our own. I also value that we need other people to help us share and hold space because sometimes ours are really heavy. But this is a major call out to go. Are you recruiting constructive support or are you dousing someone in your emotional, hoping they're due the labor for you? 
or vice versa. You know, somebody's just pouring it on you and you have to put up a boundary and go, I can't do that right now. I don't have the bandwidth or the space to hold that. And I'm sorry, you don't have to apologize, but you can. I mean, I think it's still okay to do that. <laughs> I'm sorry if that disappoints you and that's not what you need or you want right now, but I just simply don't have the space and then walk away, right? Remove yourself from it. Don't keep dragging everybody else's shit along with you and don't keep dragging your own. Past stories, old stories, old emotions, stories that are no longer true, right? If there is a narrative of an emotional experience that was five or 15 years ago, quit dragging that shit around. Actually, it is done. How can you move forward? How can you release it? Then we go back to that King of Swords, Knight of Swords, sorry, that we really can write a new story, right? Automatic writing. So if there's something you want to release, again, in this recovery and how to empower ourselves, write the story, write the thing you wish you'd said, write a letter to that person and write it all out the way you wished it would go, then go burn it up. Rewriting our own stories can be literal, okay? Hmm. Y'all, I feel like my brain's doing some funny, funny things in these energies. It's a lot of magic this week, but it's a lot of wonky. Neptune's definitely a play. So we have the magician. I said the knight of swords. It's the king of swords, y'all. Reading doesn't change. But we have these two kings, king of swords, king of cups. And this calls to walking or talk, right? Emotionally, the things that we feel and think, are we really activating them in our words and our actions? So we're getting these double up of layers, Libra, Mars and Gemini, walking the talk, transformation, change the story. Do something different. Take action. Mm. Okay. Big steps in this cycle, in this season. Seven of Wands. Yo, this is one of the weirder cards out of this deck. Not going to lie. You have this creature that looks like this giant doll in a red suit that could look like a cat or a devil it's got some devil horns and cat ears and this long tail that looks like a little devil tail with a little fork on the end of it and you have what looks like a little girl in a blue dress across its legs looks like it's getting a spanking you know so very scorpionic um and this very like twist on what is pleasure what is pain are we self-flagellating and, and aggrandizing or is it play and learning control and pleasure and trust, right? It's got these kind of little sneaky calls to BDSM in here. So this is our big step in this cycle. And the seven of wands, wands is bravery, courageousness, firepower, manifestation, and identity, right? Like how we identify in this world and the things that we do, walk our talk, how others identify us. 
Seven, I always say is the self-help number. We think it's lucky number seven. Oh my God. I just pulled that lever and I, you know, I won like in Vegas, right? Slots. Ah, ding, 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 ding. And we'll look at others and go, wow, they're just so lucky. All of these things just happen for them. But what is luck? It's when preparation meets timing. And we can never know what timing is going to look like, divine timing. Like, man, that is the mystery and the magic of life. But we can prepare. And often it's the only thing we can do. If we're at a place in our life where we feel really stuck and they're like, things are just not manifesting. Like fun shit is not happening. And in fact, I feel like I keep getting like spanked. Like, you know, like there's another lesson. There's another grumpy thing. I just got put in time out again. The universe is saying you still need preparation. You're missing the lesson. You're trying to hurry up to the fun parts and you're not really participating in the learning part. So if you're stuck, how can you prepare better? Because we can't always prepare. And then if we continually prepare, 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 then whenever timing decides it's right in the ethers, we're ready, right? If things haven't happened yet, energetically, we're not ready. We're not a frequency match. We can't hold it if it comes. We'll be freaked out. It's going to poke on our wounds and our traumas. We're not ready yet. So keep preparing, keep healing, keep preparing, keep healing. So there's a big step in this cycle of understanding we're still preparing. <laughs> Just don't try to hurry things along. It's not going to happen. Like in these months, it's not, nothing's going to happen fast. We've got six planets in retrograde. It is the shadow season in the Northern hemisphere. It is fall. It's going to be winter. It is slow down time. This is not a launch time. Don't do it. <laughs> Quit trying to jump ahead. You're going to be sad and worn out, right? So seven of wands really is a challenge card. How badly do you want it? How much are you willing to stand up for something? Are you willing to fight for it? Are you willing to do right by it? Seven of wands and nine of wands are a test of integrity. Are you willing to do the stuff even when it's not fun you don't have the big payout. You don't have the shiny lights and the accolades yet. And instead of feeling like you're being constantly punished by the universe, there's a lot of Aries energy here, right? Because it's the child. It wants things fast. It wants it right now. It's hard because they're wired that way. You know, there is this call out to Aries energy that just says, just stop, stop being immature. How can you prepare? It just isn't time yet. Find some trust in the universe. You really want what you say you want. How are the ways you can prepare for it right now, even though they're not the ways you want it? Because the more you do the boring, small preparation and planning, the more ready you are when it is time to receive. Okay, next up in this cycle. In this season, coming in with the lessons. <laughs> okay, we got the Five of Pentacles. All right. So, in a lot of decks, the Five of Pentacles is so sad, it's so depleted. Um, I dig it in this deck. Okay, so in this deck, 
you have a figure that I, you know, is female presenting. She's got this wispy hair all up in the ethers and these red birds sitting in her hair. And she's sitting like holding her chest and it, it looks sad. She looks sad. She's looking down and there's a slit in the front of her dress. It looks like a nightgown that this other red bird is pulling open. It does look like there's kind of blood and it's like, oh, this bleeding heart, sad. So five of pentacles, five is the number of change. It says we have to change something, something. And pentacles are a resource. It's time, money, energy, body, mind, and soul. And it really reflects our finances and our vitality right? Joy, abundance, energy, health. It's all of these things. And so the five of pentacles often says things are in a sad space, feeling sad. You're feeling down. You're feeling depleted. Could be melancholy. It could be depression. That season is, is creeping in depending on where you are. There is this fear that's starting to move in like a cloud. And so we can sit in that cloud and sometimes we need to for ahas, recognition and breakthrough. But the five of pentacles says something's got to change in order to change the energy, to change your mindset, to change the frequency. Sometimes, most of the time we can't change the external things, right? But we can change the internal. So if this is towards a seasonal depression piece, you know, a tendency to lean into fear and stagnation and to get caught in it. It feels a little bit like a wind tunnel right now. So those Libra energies that just start to spiral you down, right? This says you got to, you got to change something about your, your personal rituals and habits. How can you get more light? How can you get more sunshine? If this is adding dance parties, if this is meeting with people, if this is getting a therapist or a new therapist, if this is switching up your foods, if this is like, you know, B12 supplements, it's, it's like, you're going to have to switch something to switch the wiring. Right. So there's that. And in the very deeply classical sense of this card, this is about turning to spirit, to source, to the unseen. So in a traditional deck, it's two people standing outside a stained glass window. So it harkens to a cathedral or a church and they look hungry and cold and potentially unhomed. And it's like they feel left out in the cold. There's nothing for them. And it's like, turn around. There is a door behind you. And they're like, but we, we're atheists. We don't believe in God. And it's like, you don't need to. There's a meal in there. You can sleep comfortably. They have no judgment. You can be on your way tomorrow. Something has to change. So there's a calling here to reaching out for help, recruiting help, but reference back to the King of Cups, not in a way that pours your emotional shit on everybody else in a way that takes recognition for what you have, what you need, where you're disempowering yourself, but also asks for support and assistance and ideas. Does that make sense? I hope that makes sense. So the next step here is a change of, there's a change of of resources happening, but there's also the flip side to it. That's like, if you kind of have quit the bleeding heart bit and you have quit lying to yourselves and you're starting to recognize your worth, your space, that what's for me will be for me, whatever I teach, whatever I have to offer is going to find its audience, right? It's going to find its people. I'm going to find my people. My people are going to find me because the resonance is a match, right? This can also be that things are changing in the way 
that you are emotionally navigating this lifetime and that changes your frequency and that changes the outcome and the manifestation and the capacity to do so. So there's this, you know, one side of it that some of you may be feeling the pull and the drag down of the shadow season. Extra careful attention for those with Scorpio placements is what I'm hearing. Meaning native Scorpio sun rising or moons. Okay. That y'all are still believing the lie when those thoughts come creeping in, when those feelings and energies come creeping in. Um, the song, I think it's, what is it? Florence and the Machine. And it's hard to dance when the devil's on your back. So shake it off. Mm -hmm. Maybe just listen to that song, right? Because it is hard when those energies come creeping. And as someone who suffers with seasonal depression, I mean, I have moved my family to more sunshine to rescue us and the household from it because it's real and you can't always move. And I get that. I know that. I'm very <laughs> grateful, but it's taken years to do it, right? And we just need to still find ways to be gentle and to support ourselves rather than letting what feels like the demons drag us down. Hungry ghosts will always be after us. Always. How willing are we to leave them behind? So this goes back to the king of swords. Are you willing to be the villain in somebody's story to release the hungry ghosts? Are you willing to be the hero in your own story to set boundaries, to make shifts, to make changes? What are you willing to do? Mm. It's shadow season, y'all. <laughs> and with that, this reading is complete. These things are something better for the highest and greatest good of all involved to the harm of none. So mode it be. And so it is now we as an energetic collective will it so. I love y'all so very much. Um, as always, I hope this resonates. Take what works for you. Leave the rest. Thank you for letting me into your collective energies in order to facilitate this reading. Again, I will post the image of the card layout in Instagram stories the day this is published. I will post it in my Instagram feed but if somehow you don't see it, you miss it, just DM me on Instagram. It's Tandy underscore Gutierrez, and I'll just send it to you. Okay. So thank you, my dear magic makers for listening. I love you. And I hope your magic spark was loud in this episode. Now it's time, if you haven't already, to hit the subscribe button so you never miss this magic. If this episode has you thinking of someone else who needs this spark, share it. And if it resonates with you to rate and review the podcast, I would be ever so grateful. The more ratings and reviews the show has, the easier it is for other seeking souls to find their healing home base. It's a super simple way for you to support someone else's healing. If you have topics you'd like to hear me cover or guests you'd like to hear on the show, or hey, you just want to say hi, DM me on Instagram at Tandy underscore Gutierrez. 
and make sure to check out all of my offerings at unicornwellnessstudio.com. Links are below in the show notes. I love you so very much. And remember, healing is for you. And it all starts with just that.